Morena Kote, good morning. Uh, yeah, blessed to be here. Um, wish I was there, but here we are. The word gospel means good news. And the gospel, the word, was not actually coined by Christians. It was around before um, Jesus. <laughs> uh, the Jews used it. Uh, pagans used it. Isaiah 52, verse 7, for instance, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Um, there was uh, archaeological discovery as well of an emperor, uh, Octavian Augustus, 9 BC, and this was found in Western Turkey. Uh, it says this, the birthday of the God was for the world, the beginning of good tidings. So that's the same word, uh, gospel, but for Christians... The gospel for Christians very quickly um, came to mean the story of Jesus Christ, that Jesus came and lived a loveful and a sinless life among us, uh, that he died for his, not for his sins, but for our sins, that he rose again out of the grave and the promise of his return to resurrect those that love him. Today, I want us to think about two sets of rhyming words. And the first set is uh, first prize and worst prize. First prize and worst prize. I want to show you something. Uh, this is a photo. Can you see that? That's a little bit. <laughs> That's hard to see. Oh, where's Carl? Well, there he is. <laughs> 1983, 1983, uh, these guys won the first prize. Mana College First 15 uh, was the Premier One Championship. Out of nine games, we won nine. When, uh, we scored over 200 points in about 48 against us. 204, four, 48 against. We were the best that year. First prize, but worst prize. When we were in West Africa, we went to visit a town with some uh, colleagues there. They told us a story about the hospital in their town. It had been started a few years ago by uh, a guy from Europe and um, uh, started the hospital. He actually ended up uh, being very high up in the World Health Organization. 20 years later, he came back to visit the hospital and uh, he actually dressed up as a tourist, rough, uh, short, rough shirt, uh, wandered around, didn't reveal who he was uh, and looked at the hospital and it was terrible. There was blood uh, and stuff all up on the walls. Uh, things were broken, machinery was broken. The structures were not uh, working properly. Uh, then he went back to where he was staying, washed, put on nice clothes, went back and uh, asked to see the director. And <laughs> apparently he said this to the director. He said, um, in all honesty, out of every hospital that I have visited, this is the worst hospital in the world. <laughs> they had won the worst prize. And first prize and worst prize. 
first prize and worst prize. And the first prize is this. Jesus Christ died for our sins, died and was buried and was raised to life. This gets a first prize. This is of first importance, verse 3 it says. But also uh, it is the first fruits of what is to come, verse 20. It's like when uh, we get our strawberries at the start of spring. Uh, they're great, they're delicious, but they're the first fruits, and it's also promises of what is to come. There's more to come. Christ has been raised from the dead, and so will we. The gospel, the gospel, and the gospel means that we can be forgiven, and the gospel also means that we can be forever. Death is not the end. The gospel covers the past, the present, and the future. Past, verse 1, you received the present. You have taken your stand. This is your foundation now. And the future, verse 2, you're in the process of being saved. But if Christ has not been raised, if Christ has not been raised, this wins the worst prize. If Christ has not been raised, your faith, verse 17, is futile. Verse 17, you are still in your sins. Verse 18, those who passed on in the Lord are lost. Verse 19, we are to be pitied more than anyone. That, that wins the worst prize. It's futile. It's a waste of time. We are a subject of utmost pity. We are the biggest uh, sad sex of all humanity. Those believers who have died are no more than worm food. We have lived a short, pitiable existence and likewise have become food for the worms. Uh, as Hamlet's, as Shakespeare's Hamlet says, uh, and then we shuffle off this mortal coil. You know, the worst thing in the world is to have some sort of religion, faith that has Jesus in it, but a Jesus that has not been raised from the dead. Jesus just as a teacher or just as a prophet. But actually Christ indeed has been raised from the dead. And in between verse 4 and 17, there's lots of references. There's lots of names of um, people that Christ appeared to, including the author of, of this letter, the Apostle Paul, the former archenemy of Jesus and the church. But Christ has indeed been raised, verse 20. First prize and worst prize. First prize and worst prize. But the next two rhyming words, contend and extend. We contend for the gospel and we extend the gospel. Verse 2, by this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly, hold firmly, not loosely, uh, not something back then, but something now, still in your position and in your soul. The gospel, hold firmly to it. The good news that Jesus came, lived died for our sins, rose again, and will return and resurrect us to be with him. We need to hold on to that. In fact, contend for that. Jude verse 3, 
the, the short letter of Jude, verse 3. And Jude says this, I wanted to write to you about something else, but I felt I needed to write to you to encourage you to contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. Put in its rightful place of first importance. But what about the other good things as well as the gospel? What about justice? What about feeding the poor? What about combating slavery and the sex trade? Uh, social concern, care for the environment, etc. All these things, uh, they are the fruit of the gospel, but they're not the gospel. Uh, one of the profound things that C.S. Lewis said was this. Aim at heaven and you get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you get neither. Let me give uh, an example. Henry Williams, uh, one of the early missionaries to New Zealand, had a Navy background, had uh, fought in the uh, war of the American independence, uh, fought in, against the French uh, as a Navy man. Um, and then at his retirement was brought to New Zealand as a missionary. Uh, his brother joined him, William Williams. <coughs> And, and the, uh, he changed the direction of the mission in New Zealand. Formerly, the philosophy had been civilization first. But Henry Williams decided that was wrong. That was wrong. What um, the gospel said was preach the gospel first. The gospel is of first importance. And so that's what they did. They learned the language and they started sharing the gospel. Uh, one story of Hen Henry Williams was this. He got to New Zealand, 1820s, uh, time of turmoil. There was civil war going on between the tribes. Um, the muskets were uh, causing havoc in the country. Uh, in the mission itself, there were problems. And Henry Williams came and solidified uh, the mission, and things started to happen. One story of Henry Williams was he was having a meeting uh, in the north there, and this is where some, it was the north. The Bay of Islands was actually called the Hell Hole of the Pacific. Uh, it was a terrible place. There were uh, many bars and brothels. Uh, there was gunfighting on the beach. And uh, one stage, uh, Henry and some of the missionaries they were having a meeting in a small church there. A news came that a, a boatload uh, had come across the water and they were after trying to get some of the young girls at Māori girls at the school to join uh, um, to, uh, to one of the brothels. Uh, Henry Williams uh, asked one of the younger missionaries to go down and deal with the situation. Uh, they failed. Henry Williams, wordlessly, they said, uh, grabbed hold of his umbrella, rolled up, and went down to the beach. They, on the beach, the, the ship girls, as they were called, were doing a lewd haka. Henry Williams, they say, wordlessly uh, pulled out his umbrella and whacked the protruding buttock, and everyone scampered. <laughs> the gospel, the gospel of first importance, of first importance. Let me tell you another story um, 
we had these missionaries here maybe 10 years ago, and they had worked 40 years in Mexico. They're actually uh, first cousin of um, Bruce, Bruce Holding. And they'd worked uh, 40 years amongst a tribe called the uh, Chinatec people in Mexico. And David uh, said when they first got there, you'd walk around at midday, it was rare to see a sober male. And he said uh, when they left after 40 years, it was uh, rare at midday to see a drunken one. Uh, he was, David said he was afraid on the time of their first home assignment that, you know, would everyone turn back? Was their work wasted, those, those years that they'd been there? And he asked one of his language helpers and asked her, you know, when we go, do you think that people will turn back? And what she did was this. She grabbed hold of her own hair, pulled it back and showed a scar where her drunken husband had taken a machete to her head. And she said this, we're not going back to what we were. Aim at heaven and earth will get thrown in. Aim for earth and we get neither. Contend for the gospel. And uh, the contending has got more real of late, the battle. And part of of the reason for this is that Western society is in the process of cultural change. Uh, Christendom is over. Have you noticed? The church no longer has a favored position in society. After Christendom uh, was what we call secularism, where the church and state was separated and the church was asked to play in its own corner. But even secularism is on the way. What is taking place of secularism at the moment is a movement called progressivism. And progressivism is the dominant strain of Western thinking and culture. And whereas secularism tended to ignore and criticize and push the church to the side of society, progressivism is more aggressive, is more ferocious, Progressivism does not try to ignore or sideline Christianity, but rather to dismantle Christian ethics and beliefs and to demonize and criminalize Christian faith. It's something to be aware of, but not fearful of in our contending. Jesus is still on the throne. He is in control and will be victorious. Contend, contend for the faith and extend, extend the faith, not just contend the faith, but not actually opposites. These two things are more like um, railway lines that go alongside each other. Contend and extend. When I started teaching, uh, I had a, a Tereo uh, associate with me in the classroom. His name was Des Renata, Kayarahi Tereo. And he was an amazing man. He had grown up um, speaking Māori in the Tuhoi area and, in fact, um, had, had very little contact with Pākehā people, with European people. Uh, he says he remembered the first time he came across sliced bread. Him and a few of his young friends were out hunting. They'd um, shot a deer. They had venison. Uh, these, they came across some Pākehā European hunters that hadn't shot anything. 
but they did have sliced bread. And so uh, a barter took place. And for venison, these young boys were able to get some real European sliced bread. His mates, they ate theirs. Uh, Des, majority of it, he kept. In fact, he stored it in a small tin that he took everywhere with him. He went to school with it. Uh, he took it into his room. Uh, he, When he went swimming, he'd put it up on a rock where he could view it and pop his head up every now and again, make sure his mates had not stolen his sliced bread. Uh, but he said over the days, as the days passed on, what happened is the edges of his bread started to curl up and dry up and go green. And in the end, he had to throw it away. And so we don't just contend for the gospel. We extend it as well. There's no use um, uh, just keeping it to ourselves. Verse 1, Paul says, the gospel I preached to you. Verse 3, that I passed on to you. Verse 20 talks about the first fruits. First fruits means there's more fruit. There's more to come more people to believe, more people to have their sins forgiven, their lives turned around, and their hope set on the resurrection of those that love Jesus, that are looking forward uh, to being more than food for the worms, to being with Jesus, uh, with those that love him. One of the vineyard pastors uh, we talked to on a Zoom meeting this week came back, has just come back from Cambodia. Many uh, an amazing pastor in Cambodia who was an ex-Khmer Rouge soldier and uh, had escaped down to Thailand, a refugee camp there, and was offered uh, many countries of the world that he could go to, but actually came to faith through some American doctors working at the refugee camp. And as he came to faith in Jesus, uh, he felt God was saying to him to go back to Cambodia <clears throat> and to extend the gospel. And so that's what he's done. And up to uh, this point in time, he's planted six churches, six churches, because we don't, need, don't only contend for the gospel, we extend the gospel, and we esteem it, <laughs> we cherish it. Uh, it is of first importance. It's the first prize. It's the good news. Uh, Jesus has risen. He's died for our sins. He's lived our life. He's lived with us on this earth. Uh, he's died for our sins, but also he has risen. He has risen. Amen. Uh, bless you. Have a great uh, weekend as you celebrate our risen Lord. Amen.